We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oh, I didn't do it. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, drop me off. yeah, let's go. Come on. Duke UNC show. Let's do this. Duke UNC show. Hold on. Let's do it. Sorry for the late. Little late. Little late. But we'll let everybody come in. Fashionably late. Some might say. You know, it is what it is. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be a, an ACC uh, podcast if uh, it wasn't, you know, well behind on the start time. <laughs> All right, we can we, we can do the ad in the beginning. Do you guys know by now we've partnered with BetMGM this season? We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for the listeners and the viewers of the Field of 68 each and every week of the college basketball season. We have a special offer that will be available starting on Tuesday, January 9th, and running through Monday, February 12th, the morning after Super Bowl 58. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, in honor of the big game, you can use the bonus code FIELD158 and you'll get $158 in free bets on your first wager with BetMGM, regardless of whether or not you win that first bet. Here's how you make it work. Download the BetMGM app. Sign up using the bonus code FIELD158. Deposit at least $5 and place your first wager on any game. You'll receive $158 in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your bet. Just make sure that you use that bonus code FIELD158 when you sign up. And remember, BetMGM is now available under one wallet in select states. As a New Jersey resident, this is super convenient when I have to go cover games in New York or Philly, which happens quite a bit. When you cross state borders, you just log into your existing account and fire away. You don't have to create separate accounts in each state. It's easy, it's simple, it's clean. And most importantly, we have some fun stuff coming up for the heart of the college basketball season. Bet insurance tokens, college hoops odd boosts, and my favorite, a nice juicy parlay boost. So download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Field one. Here we go, man. Here we go, man. Yeah. 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 Great oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Hey, no I love comment. A, I love a good Doster cameo and a uh a camo Yukon hoodie. Of all of all oh, outfit choices. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Oh man. Well, we, we appreciate y'all for joining. Um to the UNC fans, I guess we'll have to do introductions. And the same for the two on the bottom. 
Um, but yeah, it's Duke UNC rivalry week. Best time of the year, you know. So we thought, you know, let's combine the two Duke and UNC pods of on the field of 68 um, to go at it and have fun. We'll have a little fun tonight. We'll talk a little about everything. Um, but we can start with introductions. Let the UNC guys go first. You know, the home team this week. You got first <laughs> hey, that's crack. Fair. Yeah, I'm Riley, uh, Riley Davis. You can find me on Twitter at Riley underscore Davis3. I cover basketball for heatcheckcbb.com, do the pot as a roof for the, the field of 68, UNC grad class of 2015, currently live in Durham, and I will be at the game in the Dean Dome on Saturday. We'll be in press row. If you happen to be in the game, if you're a Tar Heel fan and want to say what's up, come find me. I'll pass it off to JK. Lives in Durham. I am JK. We say JK hey. because my name's Jacob Karabatsis, and uh, you people aren't fluent in Greek last names, so we just keep it simple <laughs> over here. Um, so, yeah, Riley and I have been going at this for 2021 episodes, something like that now. I am a 2022 UNC grad, so Riley is my, my resident old head on the pod, and uh, I keep us fresh with the pop culture references <laughs> that are just way, way, way too, too new for Riley's time. But, uh, yeah, I was a senior when uh, – you got you three's favorite player, Caleb Love, hit the shot. It was a majestic moment. And yeah, the national championship yeah. was not a majestic moment, but it's rivalry week. It's beef time coming in here with with the three the three Duke guys. It's gonna be a blast, man. Some some friendly banter, which has already gotten started in the chat. So I'm hyped to get into yeah. this. The the chat the chat is going crazy. I saw, you know, some pre-show arguments just going back and forth. So definitely um, keep on doing that throughout the show. Uh, we got a third guy. We got a third guy, Brendan, right at the buzzer, like Austin Rivers. Come on, bro. Introduce, introduce yourself. Or did Maybe we lose we Brendan? Maybe we don't have him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we don't have Brendan. This is a conspiracy against us. We jump on y'all, y'all's cast and you kick out our third illusion. Let me, let me add. There? Check, check, check. <laughs> Uh, my man is yeah, robotic, we, dude. My yeah, man is—he's yeah, well, oh, yeah. <laughs> on a 50-minute we'll, we'll, we'll time delay. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll try to we'll try to get Brendan in, uh, get him situated. But I guess we go to the Duke guys. Russ, go ahead. Man. I feel like introduce yourself to the Tar Tar Nation. Yeah, I'm Russell Duke. Better on Twitter. Uh, I probably have a bunch of y'all blocked. Uh, you know, I spent <laughs> I spent today, uh, you know, like like all of us, checking to see how many NBA All Stars our team had. I know the UNC fans were doing the same. Uh, you know, I've went to Duke. I'm a Duke graduate, so people always try to say, "Oh, like Duke fans never went to school." Nah, dude. I did go to Duke, so shut up. You know, and uh, I'll keep it short because you know this podcast might run you know, a, a little over an hour or roughly uh, the length of Joseph Forte's NBA career. So, you know, we got to, uh, we got to keep it moving. Let's pass it to Ryan. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I can top that. Uh, Ryan Lohman uh, at the Duke nation on Twitter. I, I don't like to, uh, I'm probably in the same boat as Russ. A lot of UNC fans. I don't really see him on my mentions anymore either. Cause I cooked you too many times or I have you blocked. Uh, not a Duke grad. Uh, I live in Minnesota, so a lot of Duke connections for me, obviously, there. So uh, I've been a Duke fan all my life. Uh, but, yeah, that that's it for me. Z, take it home. Yeah, I'm Zion, as you know. Everyone, I'm pretty sure all, all, all UNC fans, because you're in my mentions every day. For some reason, I could be tweeting about Duke and nothing to do with, with UNC, and I'm seeing UNC fans in my mentions. 
but uh, Duke NBA on Twitter. Um, I guess famous to Tario fans for the Armando Baycott Twitter beef. Um, <laughs> but you know, you know, <laughs> uh, obviously on the Crazy Cast, part of the, this great crew. So I'm glad to have fun. Are we are we saying why we're Duke fans? Well. I'm technically, I do have an affiliation, but it's in the family. My brother went to Duke, so I grew up a Duke fan. Um, so, you know, don't kill me. That's not, that's a good reason, in my opinion. Um, Great reason. But, yeah, first thing off, I got a text from Dowser that we should put a poll in the chat. I honestly don't know how, how to do that. So, um, uh, the chat. Rob, you put a poll in the chat. <laughs> yeah, you put a poll in the chat. Um I do want to see how many Duke fans there are and how many UNC fans there are. So definitely, if you're repping Duke in the chat, type it out. Let us know where you're from. Um, but yeah, yeah, first topic. I guess we can get Wait, it started. Hold on. Before the topic, I got a I got a quick sponsor read. Oh, go ahead, go They're ahead, home, go ahead. Home field apparel. You know, you all know home field by now. Home field dropping new Duke and UNC collections tomorrow. So everybody in the chat, except for the couple of UConn fans that always tend to show up. Uh, we got new Duke and UNC collections tomorrow, Friday, February 2nd at 10 a.m. Eastern. So if you're a Duke fan, you want the incredible new merch from Home Field, use the promo code CRAZY, C-R-A-Z-I-E, to get a 15% discount. And if you're a UNC fan and you want the incredible new merch they have, use the promo code CRAZY, C-R-E-Z-I-E, to get a 15% discount. Let's do it. Hey, I'm not lying. When I saw you tweet that the other day, I was like, I actually might use this promo code to, <laughs> to get some new UNC merch. Pocket. Why Listen, not? It's, it's a balance out, man. If you use a Duke affiliated code to buy UNC merch, there's no harm, no foul. Yeah, I was you on strike me- half of last year. You know, I need I need a little extra moolah wherever That's I can great. get it. You know? Hey, that was great writing, by the way. I'm not I'm not even gonna lie. Your uh, your Joe Forte <laughs> shot. I was like, yeah, Russ has been Russ has been working on this in the script for a while. But. That one definitely hit on like the third craft beer of the day. He was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, this was <laughs> Rob, what's what's Rob drinking in the uh, chat? We gotta get gotta get a little something going. Oh you know? yeah, oh yeah. Is that how you pour a beer? I feel like that's like an amateur way of pouring a beer. Yeah, I would expect a little more angle. You need the foam. Foam is important. All right, right, let's reel it in. Let's reel it in. Uh, (laughs) Let's get it started. Uh, First, we're going to talk about the game, obviously. We're going to talk about, you know, the upcoming matchup and, you know, who we think is going to win and what are the keys. But we can start off with a fun topic. I think J.K. suggested this one or Riley. Um, Let's start off with what annoys you most about the other fan base? Let's let's start with uh, Riley, man. Go ahead, man. All right. I'm going to kick it off by saying I hope this is a unique gripe because I've never heard anybody else other than me make this complaint before. It annoys me so much how the Duke MBB Twitter account just insists on forcing a nickname for every one of y'all's players. Like when Paolo was supposed to be P5 like two seasons ago, as if there's so many Paulos in the world, you got to give him a nickname and seeing Reese – and what else is there? D Live, C Foss. I see all these from the official account. This would literally be like if the UNC basketball account was like, "Oh, Harry with a three, like about Harrison Ingram." It's, it's you don't need to force these nicknames. Yeah, I think. It, I mean, I think it makes sense. <laughs> guys all call each other, but I- <laughs> that's that's all you got. 
<laughs> you know, you know what I got for the UN. Every time I watch a UNC uh, official uh, social media video, you always see the bright reflection of the light, like in whatever surface is on the background. They don't use reflectors or do any angles or anything. It's just like a bright ass bulb in the back. You know? Come on, man. Come on, man. Listen, I guess, I guess I guess I'll dig a little dig a little deeper here. I mean, Riley's a little bit nicer, you know. What I'm saying? He's, he's a nice guy, you know. Working in campus ministry and all that, he's he's got to stay in the stay in the nice bag. But I said it in the chat. So listen, and obviously Russell went to Duke, so this does not apply to him. But you know. 90% of the fan base didn't go to Duke and could never even dream of getting into Duke. So I don't understand the relatability there. It's 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 a little concerning. Also, listen, I'm a Celtics fan. Got no problems with Jason Tatum. However, I, I don't understand the correlation of uh of why we talk about NBA players. Um that doesn't really have anything to do with your legacy and winning at the college level, Mr. Duke NBA. Um, so, uh, I mean, it's just, you know, I get it. It's dope. I'm sure you guys have a sick hallway to your locker rooms with a bunch of NBA players. Awesome. I'm so glad that you care more about that, but listen, at the end of the day, we both win titles. So who cares? Who cares about the NBA talent? We got the OG NBA talent. That's what I'm rocking with. That doesn't, that, that doesn't even make sense because you guys so for so long heralded, we have Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, you know. Well, I wasn't we even born Carter. when people were heralding that. Hey, so hey, you were born the last time UNC had an NBA All-Star? <laughs> yeah. That's the uh, thing. Potentially. The last UNC uh, – the Twin Towers were standing the last time UNC oh, had an, an, an All-Star. Hey, I was born then. Like... <laughs> I was born then. But but how many NBA All-Stars equate to a national championship? I'm curious. That, that hey. really that, – that honestly, yeah, that just sounds often. like – because you guys don't have the NBA success oh, right no, now, yeah. that's why you're 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 saying that. No, that's yeah. That's I mean, fine. I would I rather I would rather have banners than close. NBA success. The and NBA we got more of those. Success has not hindered the college success. Is my point. Yeah, no, that's no. that's true. But it's also fun to watch NBA uh, players. Oh, hundred uh, percent. You know, are doing but I, well. I do think you should have to trade the rights to Kyrie Irving. Not tomorrow. if he claims us. If he still claims us, he, he, he likes it. to him. <laughs> Look, I, I, I want to go next because Jacob brought up the old uh, everybody who is a Duke fan didn't go to Duke. Yeah, because all those uh, Michael Jordan and James Worthy fans definitely attended Carolina. You know what I mean? Like, hey, we're going back to the golden age. Well, that's how far back you have to go sometimes to find names that people recognize. I mean, like you've got uh, 10,000 more students on campus at any given moment. That's not a huge number at the end of the day. Like not to mention the, you know, the grad students and whatever. I, I think that Everything that is annoying about Duke fans is also annoying about UNC fans. Plenty of Duke fans annoy me too. You know what I mean? But like the same, like, oh, they're all like preppy rich kids. Bro, walk around Chapel Hill on a Saturday night. Oh, you know that's, what I mean? <laughs> like, that's where I'll agree with you. Walk around Chapel Hill on a Saturday night. Like, that's a lot where I'll of agree with you. UNC aren't from UNC either. You know, like it's people gravitate towards fan, like schools that do well. They always have, they always will. And so, like, I get why people don't like that about Duke, but I always find it rich when, like, UNC or Kentucky or whatever, when those fan bases go, ah, nobody who went to Duke is a Duke fan or whatever. It's like, dude, a <laughs> lot of UNC and Kentucky fans and, like, the big-name schools have 
huge fan bases that did not go to the school. Don't, don't yeah. be bragging about a Kentucky degree. Like, come on, like I could get it to Kentucky, brother. Like, stop that nonsense. Not <laughs> <laughs> their, uh, you know, admission rate or anything. You know, I'm just like that's true. They yeah. are a much larger school, and yet, uh, I think I also don't know anything about Kentucky as a school. So, what do I know? I went, I went to school eight miles from UNC. I know a little bit about them, but you bit. know, Kentucky not so much, I guess. I think, Why, I think the biggest got? thing with UNC fans is their infatuation with making T-shirts about Duke. That to me is like, Ooh, that's good. Get get over yourself. Like the whole Coach K funeral thing that Brady Manic put together, and I feel like all of the uh, a lot of T-shirts have come out of this rivalry, mainly on the UNC side with Duke logos and or images on their shirts. Like, and you're wearing that around, it just shows there's a little bit of like jealousy. Like it's my older brother type thing. And to me, it's like. Just get us. We living in your head, run free, man. Just stop. Just join. Come join on. us that's, if you want. That's the worst. That's the worst. What, what, what are we jealous of? That's what I would like to know. I don't know. But, Y'all but, are putting us on your shirts and wearing. But them you did get up, so I guess I'll pull out my. Uh, oh, he's got the he's got the shirt he's on. He's got it. Listen, man. Hey, it's a great shirt. I even got it in Duke blue. I'm just kidding. My friend's a Duke fan, and it's a gag gift that we got him. And you let me borrow it for the occasion, but it's a pretty beautiful shirt. Yeah, Caleb love shot. New player on there. I can't. I can't even see that. What is that? It is a. It's the Caleb it's, love shot in a Duke blue shirt, but it doesn't have a Duke logo. Oh no! Here comes. Oh my god! They <laughs> got the matching shirts. I didn't even uh, tell J.K. Well, I. I but mean, hey, I guess there is no Duke Ryan's logo point. on this. Point proven. I didn't. I didn't. Okay. I, I'll tell you this. I did have when I was in uh, when I was in school. I did have a UNC uh, NIT 2010 runner-up uh, T-shirt. So but but can we? I can't, can I we can't exclusively say that like all T-shirt making is bad because I had a novelty shirt. About can you. we agree though? No. If the roles were reversed. No. no. It, it, yes, if you guys did that to Roy Williams, there would be shirts made. One thousand. No, no, bro. Roy's big no. enough. I, I went, I went walk. I'm in Minnesota. I went walk around wearing a shirt with Roy Williams on me. I think people don't know what they're talking about. Well, like, he, neither he, of us are wearing shirts with Coach K on. We got Caleb Love on the shirt. Well, your star it's player security that whole tournament wore the Coach K funeral shirt. So. Yeah, it's that's about the guy we're referring to. I mean, we it on nothing. Uh, Zion, what's what's your reason? We're not agreeing on nothing tonight. So, you know, <laughs> if we agree on something, this show is definitely over. Uh, what's my gripe with UNC fans? Your mentions. That's really my gripe. My mentions. <laughs> like, y'all, y'all, y'all don't give it a rest. There's a dude in the show tonight. Let me call him out. Kevin Carter, I see you in the comments. Where are you at? Um, I could be tweeting about Duke and Notre Dame. This man will pop up in my mentions out of nowhere. So it's really just the fan base that that pissed me off because I really don't think about y'all. I, I don't. I care about Duke, Duke's performance, and Duke only. But you guys are so invested in Duke's performance that, like, I, I don't get it, bro. I don't get it. Hey, but, that's um, thing. There he is. There he is. Zion's not mad. He's actually laughing. <laughs> I, listen, I can gladly say that I've never once tweeted about Duke basketball, unless you count a Jason Tatum tweet. That's just that's just because your Twitter not popping, brother. That's okay. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> I, I do tweet about I tweet about UNC. I I do it. I can't help it. 
It's on. When they're losing, it's fun. When they're winning, I'm not tweeting about That's it. That's kind of the whole point of the rivalry, though. Like, I, you know, I don't do it, but like Russell tweeting about UNC when they lose, like, it's all part it of the sometimes. fun. It's all part of the fun. You got to. Hey, man. Hey, man. Let's, 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 let's move on to people are saying, you know, uh, let's talk about the game itself. Can I make oh, fun goodness. of one more Duke thing since I feel like I let everybody Go down ahead. with the nickname? Uh, the people y'all, the students y'all got in Cameron in the rugby shirts, like the blue and white striped rugby shirts, who do like this little motion that are dancing during timeouts, and then they come out with the surfboard. Incredibly mm-hmm. lame. Oh, I like the surfboard. I'm, I'm I like the surfboard. It's classic. You probably hate the song every time we touch too, don't you? Yeah, because it's, hey, a, it's, it's I will it's say lame. Oh no, JK, stop. We're not we're not paying them any compliments. They already got you like that song. Yeah, the song. No, is a don't banger. say it. Do not Keep admit going, it. What's a banger? It is. It's not a banger. Now listen, 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 listen. Point. The song. The song itself is a banger. The context in which Duke uses it is corny. Fair statement. Boom. All right. You can't make it. Right. You can't make your own statement and then follow it with fair statement. It was a fair <laughs> statement, and I just I'm not, did. Yeah, I'm not going to speak on every time we touch because I do have comments that will make do fans mad. But <laughs> we can move on that to, song every time he's around CJ McCollum. Oh my goodness, you know, y'all, you don't bring don't bring up that in the show. That that has nothing to do with do, brother. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, we can jump to the game. I guess we could start with the we'll start with the UNC side. Let's do X factors. Who's the X factor for UNC coming into this Duke game? And and the chat can the chat definitely chime in who you think it is. We'll start with the UNC people, um, obviously because that's their team. You want me to go first? You, I'll let you go. Either first. one of y'all. Yeah. Uh. Man, I kept going back and forth. I I will say, is it dumb to say Armando just because he hasn't been producing much recently? I know that it doesn't make, but I'm like, if you look at the lineup, like Elliot, UNC has won games where Elliot has had six to seven points, where UNC, I mean, kind of has struggled recently scoring around the basket in particular. Um, that's where I think they need a, a good game out of Armando to get some easy looks down low. Because if you look at like kind of the the way the offense has been trending the past few games, even though they've been winning, aside from the Georgia Tech game, left a lot of shots at the rim, missed a lot of bunnies. And I think you need like a, a 2022 style Armando performance on Saturday night. Is it I don't know, is it a cop out if I say two guys? Or are we limiting this to one? That's a cop out. That's a cop out. <laughs> then I guess I have to decide who I think's more important between Ingram. I I'll say Ingram just because the shooting numbers have been down, and you know I was going to say him and Cormac because the correlation of them shooting six of twenty-eight and us losing to Georgia Tech is certainly there. Um, I would say Ingram though, just because he poises the bigger the bigger matchup threat. His ability to get switched onto smaller guards, go downhill, make his post hooks, but he has to hit, he has to hit the open threes this game. If he doesn't hit the open threes, it, it, it's it's going to change everything very negatively for UNC. Go ahead, go ahead, Ryan. I was just going to start us off for our side. I, and this one, it might be a cop-out as well, but I don't think it is to just put the context. I think flips are X-factor because 
the whole foul trouble situation. If, if UNC gets do or gets gets flipped into foul trouble, this could get ugly pretty quickly. Not that the guards couldn't couldn't carry us, but this team's a different team with um, with flip on the bench. And if Ryan Young has to come in for heavy minutes to take on Armando Baycott, I don't like our chances there. So flip not getting in foul trouble is a huge X factor for us. There's other guys that I think are, are big, but I think that's the biggest one for Duke this weekend. What you got, Ryan? Uh, Russ, 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 my bad. Yeah, I mean, Mark's the same, you know, same deal. Uh, we don't have a replacement for him on the bench. Uh, you know, a stat that I find especially interesting that is going to play heavily into this game, uh, you know, UNC uh, on the road, they draw free throws at a 32.2% rate. At home, 39.4% rate. UNC opponents away from Dean Dome, 29.5% rate. UNC opponents at the Dean Dome, 20% free throw rate, right? That is, uh, it goes from a 2.7% advantage to a 19.4% advantage. That's a 16.7% difference. Now, Duke's got an advantage too when they're at Cameron. It's an 8.7% difference Wow! right? And now, but UNC drives more, they play inside more. But like our free throw rate on the season is only 2.3% lower, our three-point rate only 1.8% higher. It's not a huge disparity in the way that Duke and UNC play. And UNC on the season so far has been getting some to the line at a tremendous rate, especially at the Dean Dome compared to anywhere else. So that matters for Flip and Mark Mitchell in a massive, massive way, because if they're able to get two quick ones on Flip or two quick ones on Mark, then there are huge matchup problems that Duke is going to have to find a way to grapple with. We'll talk about the possibility of zone maybe later, but like that's that's the backup plan. So it's flip, mark, or you could say refs in terms of how they call those fouls, especially the beginning of halves. Yeah. I like you getting out ahead of it, Ross, with the referee thing. We already got our Duke our gets an advantage. No, Duke gets an advantage at home too. Home teams have an advantage, right? UNC on the season having a 16.7% difference in how like the free throw rates uh, change between home and away is really, really big. (laughs) It was bigger than I thought, you know? Um, But hey, the practical reality, whether you think that's fair or not, the practical reality of it is it might hurt us playing at UNC uh, in that respect. Sure, sure. I mean... I'll just echo kind of what you guys have said. I think it's Mark Mitchell just for just for the fact, um, you know, most of the season I think we have seen Duke with Kyle Filipowski, him getting off the – I know Duke fans get mad at me saying it, um, him getting off the slow starts. But a lot of those games we have overcome those slow starts. Um, where we struggle is when, you know, the absence of Mark Mitchell – and kind of like what you said, I think UNC has the size on us. And, you know, once we take off our most versatile defender off the floor, it gets scary. It gets scary, especially because, you know, a guy like Sean Stewart, um, you know, being thrown into the fire of this game may be a little, little dicey for us. So I think just the fact that Mark Mitchell, what he brings for us in terms of versatility on the defensive end, we can't afford to lose him early. So he has to stay out of foul trouble. Um, Ryan, where'd you go, brother? He had to deal with his kid. Oh, okay, okay. I okay. think Mark Mitchell and Ingram are important for the same reasons, if that makes sense. Like they all they they kind of offer the same 
skill set for their sides. Like, and it is hard to replace them. The big physical wing that can do a little bit of everything is like the hardest right. thing to replace in basketball. So, I mean, it's it's going to be interesting. I do think that's also an insane matchup. Like, yeah. Mitchell versus Ingram is a great matchup. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah. Who's, who's, um, who's y'all, y'all four off the bench? Is it, is it hot? Zayden high is the first big off the bench. Jalen Withers. Washington. Oh, Withers. Yeah, Withers, right? Withers at the four, who is very hot and cold, and then Washington is usually the first five Withers, off the bench. Withers is a bad, bad um, basketball player to me. I'm sorry, but you know, I mean, your product. I was going to find ninth or tenth man. <laughs> He's been a he's been he's had moments like he had I think it was four straight games um where he really sort of figured out his role on offense and wasn't dribbling was just cutting getting lobs running the floor um and he plays hard on defense like that he was starting to get a lot comfortable in his role the past two games he hasn't played as much but yeah when he first committed to UNC JK and I have talked about this a lot on the pot as a roof neither of us were really in on his addition um and ate some crow after he had a couple good games um, but yeah, he, I mean, I think Carolina needs him to, to get a good, a good game from him off the bench. They need like a really solid 10 minutes from him to just not turn the ball over. And <laughs> thanks Ray Sutton. Uh, <laughs> and maybe get a dunk or two. <laughs> hey, all I'm saying is I can't wait for the Ryan Young minutes. Those will be glorious. 
Hopefully we get to be honest. I was thinking about it. I'm not as afraid of Ryan Young on Baycott. I agree, but it's I not know. Ryan Young on Baycott. You got to worry about is when he gets put into a ball screen. That's what's been food all year. It has been, you know, Ryan Young isn't, uh, we've talked about this on the show or what I've coined the yin and yang of Young, where he's either really bad or really good. And like, it'll surprise you. Like he was in ball screen situations in that Baylor game down the stretch. If I recall, I think it was the Baylor game where in the first half he got massacred. And in the second half, he had a few really key possessions that turned the tide of the game. Like, he, being a smart player and being somebody who generally knows where they should be on the court uh, is good. My concern is less ball screen stuff to some extent and more when Duke decides to switch and let Ryan Young guard in isolation on the perimeter. If that happens, then I am very concerned. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but again, that's why I sort of brought up the notion of zone, especially since UNC has not shot the three very well outside of Davis in mm-hmm. ACC play. There might be a flips not in there. Some some other possible things. Maybe you play more drop. Uh, you know, I, I I don't know. I don't know what John will do, but I hope I hope that he is planning for a UNC team that has not shot the ball especially well from three so far in conference play. Yeah, I I agree. Go ahead, go ahead, Riley. I was just gonna say. I mean, that's fair. Like it, it has been. I mean, Cormac hasn't, aside from a handful of games, seems like he hasn't been comfortable at all all season. A lot of it looks like a lot of his three point shots have been rushed. Even in, in Georgia Tech, it seemed like uh, most of his threes that he's taken on the move, or even some step in ones, it's like he it looks like he's just releasing it too quick. The, the couples that he made, it's like he took a second to actually, you know, gather himself, look at the rim, and shoot it. So. Yeah, I watched I watched some of that uh, game, you know, Cormac Ryan and Harrison Ingram. I haven't seen that many misses since the last time a UNC athlete had to take an in-person exam. We didn't come to play school. Cardell Jones taught us that a decade ago, Russ. Get with the time. I do like we didn't come to play school. That's a good that's so. a good line. I like that. I'm surprised nobody 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 uh, made uh, Cormac Ryan the X Factor. Yeah. I mean, look, we'll know. Cormac usually takes like five of the first twelve shots, so He's going to take twice as many shots as Baycott, and as we all expected, and you know, with Cormac though, even like up until the Georgia Tech game, he had had a pretty safe floor where he'd get you like eight to ten points, even if he wasn't hitting threes. He's been pretty smooth in his mid range shot. He's gotten to the rim at a decent clip, but just yeah, he's shot pretty terribly against Georgia Tech. Yeah, thirty one percent in conference play from Cormac from three, forty one percent from two. Like that's those are not good numbers, obviously. But he gets yeah, he gets to the line a decent amount. Both of those are worse overall in the entirety so, of the season. So yeah. So let's, let's go. Let's let him chuck it. Let's pivot to the next topic. Um, I got to play point guard here. Um, I'll go with this one. I like this. UNC fans, who worries you on Duke? I thought that was for us. <laughs> no, it says to you. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, 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 I got. I got. I got. I got. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> JK, Riley, you go first. All right, I'll take this one first. All right, you got um, it. Honestly, it's a. I'm just gonna say, God, see, I keep wanting to say two people, but I will lean Proctor because you know the talk about Proctor and how good we know what Proctor's ceiling is. We know how good he can be. Like projected lottery pick before the year started. He's had his, he's shown flashes. He obviously got hurt, which I think 
was actually better for Duke. I think it got guys like McCain more involved and more confident. But if Proctor drops like 14, 15 and has an efficient night from the field, it's it's going to be tough because I think we kind of know like what Flip and what Roach are going to do. Like I, I think we – in the same way you kind of know what Armando and RJ are going to do. But like – it's going to come down to, to the, the Ingram, Cormack, and Cadeau versus Mitchell, McCain, and Proctor. And that's why Proctor worries me, because if he gets going, it's going to make it extremely hard defensively for UNC. Yeah, for me, the answer is pretty clear that it's Jared McCain. I think he's y'all's, dare I say, best guard, and I think he's most likely to get hot and have a game where he hits like four or five threes. McCain seems well, like he's, he's our best guard. Never heard of uh, I've just always liked his game going back to his high school tape. And mm. I know Roach has the probably better efficiency, more proven and everything, but I think McCain's the highest NBA upside guy of any guard on your roster. And I don't know. I just feel like he's the one. I know Roach has had big moments. I know Roach has had moments where he's caught fire and couldn't really miss, but I, I like McCain just seems more likely to do that in my mind. What color do we think his nails will be for this one? I'm just curious. Yeah, no, no, don't even do that, man. Don't, <laughs> don't you know what you're trying to do? Like, <laughs> hey, man, he'll, he'll he'll cook you with them painted nails, though. We'll, he'll cook you with them painted nails. Um, I guess we can switch to the Duke side, or I can play this clip. Hold on, let me play this clip real quick. You know, might as well. I ha- I have it in here. Do it, oh, Jeremy Kane okay. speaking about the rivalry. Here we go. Yeah. The plan. That's the plan. I I can't wait for that. To play to play Carolina, man. UNC did not make the tournament last year. Oh! I can't wait. I've, I've already gotten booed in Target in in Chapel Hill, so I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah, that that man will be ready for sure. For sure, that man steps up in the big moment. Um, shout out to Jeremy Kane. He was fighting Rasheed Wallace in the off season. Um, Can I add something? Go ahead. The last time I was scared of a uh, of a Duke guard like Jerry McCain was Trevor Keels, and it was post game. I was like covered. The, I was had a press pass for the Duke game at home against Florida State before Coach K's last game uh, against UNC, and someone asked Trevor Keels about the Duke UNC game coming up, and he said it's going to be a movie, and it was in fact a movie. So hopefully McCain has the same effect. <laughs> All right, that's yours. I'm not commenting on that. Uh, hey, that's actually a good question, but Jared would unfortunately wash Seth Trimble at a TikTok battle, I, I must admit. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you guys heard the vocals on I'm two days into college, but if the NBA oh, career doesn't work out, this man this man might be in the booth. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so who worries me most on UNC? Hold on, hold on. I got to gotta put the graphic up. Oh, I haven't even thought about that. I mean, really, I can answer it in two seconds if you'd like me no, to. No, 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 no. It's my turn, buddy. It's my turn, buddy. You know I do this on the fly. I don't come in prepared. I just walk in and play people, the game. People love listening to our podcast to listen to Zion say um and uh for two minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm coming up with on the fly. I'll say, I mean, I feel I feel like it's cliche, but I do fear, I fear, R.J. Davis the most. I've always feared R.J. Davis the most, even with even with Caleb Love there. I always thought R.J. Davis was the the guard that can is more uh, 
volatile, I'd say, is if that's the word, because of his ability to score on all three levels, attacks the mid-range. If we are playing drop coverage, he's a guard that could kill drop coverage. Um, if we are switching, he's a guard that could kill switching. So, you know, um, he's always, and he's kind of taking the next step this year. New York guard, by the way, shout out to the New York New York players. So, um, although I don't, I don't like RJ. That don't don't get me wrong. I don't like RJ. He does fear me. His just ability to score, and he's just been on another level this year. Um, ACC Player of the Year as of now, as of right now, for sure. Um, but definitely RJ Davis. Russ, go because I don't really have a different answer. Just because that's it's an uh, it's RJ choice. Davis. It's been RJ Davis for the last couple of seasons. I mean, like even when I, I I know Caleb Love made the big shots against us, like that's a given. But I was more scared of RJ Davis last year. I like you know he's been the most consistently very good player for UNC uh, in the position of most importance on the court. So it's RJ Davis. Easy. But I, I, but it's also one of those things where it's like he's the obvious one to fear. But I also feel like Duke has the personnel a little bit better of, of personnel this year to to guard him like that, and that he doesn't have as good of shooter, very good shooters around him. So you can you can do some schemes on him to to exploit uh, his teammates around him. And and if you put Proctor on him right away, I think that's the goal is 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 keep him from from getting into the paint. And um, yeah, I, I'm not like I'm obviously afraid of what he can do, but I think this Duke team is is well equipped to at least slow a, a guy like that down this year. I would this agree, does, but well, I would also argue that schematically and personnel wise, UConn is more suited for that than Duke is. And yes, UNC lost that game, but RJ did still have a night. So I really think it comes down to like the other guys like obviously you're most scared of rj because he's clearly the best offensive player but we kind of know he's going to score regardless if yeah that makes sense. how much he's going to get his is, is basically the so so let me yeah. ask the duke guys this what do you think the number is that if he gets to you don't think duke will win like what's the number almost 30 probably 28 how much he dropped last game he dropped 28 last game yeah he put up 28 on on Georgia Tech. Yeah. Nobody else scored in double digits, right? Yep. Yeah. That, I, I'd, say, I'd say 25 uh, because Duke uh, has had some trouble defending uh, in general recently. Uh, so I don't think it's going to be a situation in which, uh, you know, nobody on UNC can score other than RJ. I, somebody mm-hmm. else will get some buckets. Um, but if RJ goes for 25, that's going to be a problem. But, but it, it kind of goes back to my point. Like, just historically, I get, you know, if a team is shooting well, shooting poor, if, you know, if it's a hot seat shooting team coming in, usually with these Duke-USC games, it's going to be ugly regardless. It's going to be ugly up until the last three, four minutes of the game. So, like, you know. And there's there's always some bozo who goes off. Like, go back to 2020 when it was Christian Keeling who went off in the Dean Dome and Justin Robinson went off in Cameron. <laughs> Christian Keeling, that's a name right there. I'm gonna say I forgot all about that one. Yeah, us too. <laughs> like we we really want to forget about that season. No offense to no offense to CK as they call him. I think I'm sure he's a good guy, but that season was very much one to forget. You guys and your oh, stupid man. nicknames. <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll give you that, Ryan. I'll give you that. <laughs> we this one before we get into obviously UNC will win if and Duke will win if. This one is a question suggested, I think, by Ryan Ryan himself. This is going to rub some people the wrong way. We have to answer these questions 
for the sake of the show, for the sake of content. So do not hold it against us. I don't need to see this on my timeline. Like Zion, you're 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 crazy. You're we have to answer this question. So if you could trade one of your starters for one of the opposing schools, who are you trading and taking? I just copied the text, so sorry for the broken deal. I mean, I, I can answer pretty easily. I would yeah, go. I, I mean, I think I have my answer too, but go, Russ. I mean, it's pretty easy who you have to say you trade if you're with Duke because two players are out for the season. I mean, like, no, I said starters. One of the starters? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that was going to be my figure. We, are we treating this like some Oh, my bad, cap? man. My like, bad. Right, go. right. I'll, start, I'll start it then because I'm the one who everybody can can laugh at and poke fun of. But I'll just go straight up R.J. Davis for Terry's Proctor. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Roach, man. I've gotten dogged on my Roach hate all his whole career, so I'm done going against Roach. I'll go Davis for Proctor. I. I don't know where else you go. Who? Because okay, well, hold on. Technically, Foster and McCain have started, and Proctor's come Correct. off the road. Proctor's not a starter. You so can Proctor, include Proctor. He, you can. Yeah, because like, here's the easy answer. It's like, okay, fine, Caleb Foster for R.J. Davis. But yeah, like Foster, true. and I love Foster. This is, everything we say here is no hate against their own guys. I want to put that out there. I've been a C. Foss uh, lover since he signed to Duke. So. But, like, I don't really think you can count him because it's, that's an obvious, like, we'll do that. So I would go Roach. You can't do McCain either. I don't think we would trade McCain. But you, it's Roach or Proctor for the guards. Mitchell, Flip. And then I guess you could put, okay, McCain too. Fine, whatever. But, yeah, I'll go I'll go Proctor for, for Davis. Love Proctor. I just – I'm not going to turn down 21 points a game scoring and, and how efficient he's been. He can do – a lot more than that too. And I think he would be great with, with Roach off the ball as well. So I, I, I will say though, you're, you're, you're going to have RJ Davis and Jeremy Rose together. That is a Dude, very score like 50 points a game between the two of them. They're just going to shoot. And then you have McCain on the, uh, the other wing. It's like, I mean, defense for offense, I guess, but who RJ, RJ, RJ Davis and Elliot Cadeau are the starting backcourt of a top five defense right now. So I don't know if this whole smart gu- small guard thing is a, as big of an issue as you might think. Elliot, Elliot Cadeau is a little bit bigger than Jeremy Roach, though. How do you guys feel about these Mark Mitchell for Baycott to pair Baycott and Filipowski together? Shouts in the comments. It's <laughs> <laughs> a terrible idea. I go off, Russ. The, the answer, like, look, I really love what he's going to be, but, like, you trade Caleb Foster for Harrison Ingram. That's the trade that I make. Uh, you've got uh, – you might yeah, I have – said Foster was off limits. Well, we're taking the, th- the three other guards. Uh, you said Foster's off limits? When did that happen? Yeah, I said we're going Proctor, Roach, and uh, McCain is the guards, and, and then Mitchell and Flip. Those are, your, those are our five right now. You guys aren't you fielding offers for Caleb Foster currently. <laughs> he's he's off limits. No, he's, he's a bench. <laughs> he's a bench player for now. I know. Russ, it, Russ don't, he keeps changing. Russ don't want to trade. Russ don't want to trade Tyree. So go I, ahead. And like God, I don't. I don't want to do this at all. But it's probably uh, Mitchell for Ingram. Then, like I, you know, Mitchell has been maybe our most consistently good player <laughs> so far this season. <laughs> Uh, he's been great, but with Harrison Ingram, you get a lot of the size. You get 
you get better passing uh, and you get uh, the potential to shoot some threes. He's not a great three-point shooter, Ingram, in ACC play. I know on the season he's done pretty well. ACC play is like 30%, somewhere around there. But Mark Mitchell's three-point shooting has obviously been uh, a catastrophe so far this season. I mean, like, there's no way around that. Uh, again, Mark Mitchell has been the most consistently good player probably this season in terms of impact on both sides of the floor. So it's really hard for me to say that, but I don't know. I think that's where I would have to go. Like, yeah. Um, I would because, say, but, because, the, no, because of the three point shooting solely, like genuinely solely because the three point shooting and because Ingram gives you some added passing. He's not as good defensively uh, as I don't think as Mitchell is, um, but, but he's still a good defender. So. Listen, K, K, we I told you I prefaced this with this was not, you know, what we feel. This is not we had to do this. This was mandatory. Yeah. Ryan put this question forward and we had to do it. Um, so in that case, I'll just make it brief and quick. Um, I think it's I'll take RJ Davis for McCain because I feel like you replace a we have a go-to scorer on the wing who can get any shot he wants for the perimeter. And, you know, I'll just take the New York guard off your team. He's from New York. I'll take him. Um, all right. All right. Go ahead. USC crew. The Duke fans are, Duke fans are getting mad at me. <laughs> Come on, I don't on like now. this one. This was Ryan's idea, guys. All Zion. This, what you this got. was Ryan's idea. I can show you all the text. I'll Ryan's put this idea. I'll put Shout the out text. to 828 Lawson who said we're trading Wojcik for uh, McCain. But <laughs> <laughs> that's what the JK and I were laughing at. I would go uh, Cormac for McCain. Is You're sort of just getting a guy with similar size who's a much better shooter. Better version of the other. That's guy. exactly what I was going to say. I mean, Cormac for McCain is the obvious answer because – Cormac was supposed to come in and hit three. So let's trade him for someone who's actually hitting threes this year. So, sounds like a excellent trade to me. And I don't think you lose anything on the defensive side of the ball if you go McCain for Cormac. So I don't know. Also, yeah, I can only imagine how much McCain would free up RJ Davis. It don't even feel fair. Like it don't even feel like yeah, it feels one. like so easy it's for easy USC. <laughs> Well, Somebody, it's because y'all because y'all are generational at gassing up and overrating Tyrese Proctor. We can move on to the next question. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! Okay, let's get into that. Let's get into that. Passer on the team and the best perimeter defender on the team. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Come on. I can't. Wait, wait. I can't. Why, get out why of is that. Tyrese Proctor overrated? Because he's had oh. like three good games this season, and he's not as good of a defender without Derek Lively there cleaning up mistakes. But all of that, uh, all of that can be true, and yet he's exceptionally impactful to the point where, like, I wouldn't trade him for Cadeau. Like, I'd prefer to have Proctor to Cadeau, personally. That, uh, that is a question for you, though. Would you would you rather have Cadeau or Proctor right now? Me? Yeah. Us? Are UNC fans? I yeah. mean, I'm rolling with Cadeau because that's my guy. It's the same reason why y'all are rolling with Proctor. Come on. But I don't think it's the same reason. I think it's more. It, it just makes sense as a basketball fan to go with Tyrese Proctor because I feel like Tyrese Proctor does pretty much everything better on the floor. Um, Cadeau, I think Cadeau has a great future. Don't get me wrong. But right mm-hmm. now, as players, what can you consistently say Cadeau does better than Tyrese Proctor? I mean, I think he's better no. at getting to the rim. I think he's a better passer. I don't, I don't think, think he's a better that. passer, but I think I he's, think better, he's better, better at getting to the rim. I, I could give guys better at drawing fouls. Yeah, he's better that, at that. That, 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 that kind of coincides with getting to the rim. That's fair. 
Yeah. Um, but you know, I, Proctor, that's that's a wise thing to say because that is a clippable moment. Tyrese Proctor is probably playing his best basketball of the season at this point. Um, so that is something we will go- come back to after this <laughs> game for sure. It's the same thing if Duke fans know what we did with Kentucky after that last live. Um, that will be a moment. Uh, but yes, we can move on from the trading itself. Um, we are 46 minutes in, so we can we can finally ask the question. UNC will win if. Mm, see, this is interesting. We could like mess with people's psyches and have you guys answer the how UNC wins and us answer the how Duke nah, wins. No, nah, no, nah. <laughs> I already did the trade. We already did the trade. Not talking nicely about. I'm not telling you. We also also know what it would take for UNC to win. It's not like like we know our team as well as any. Like you know what I mean. Like you know, just as you know what it would take for Duke to beat your team. You know, like I don't think these answers are mutually exclusive. I think it's going to be for both of us. We do better in these particular categories than the other team. (laughs) I think that's. I think that's what it's going to boil down to. Riley, you want me to take this or you? Yeah, you can go first. Um, Well, for starters, I mentioned this very early on in the pod. Number one key is uh, Cormac and Ingram are going to need to hit more than six shots. I think that's kind of an inevitable fact. I mean, if Ingram can go like two of five from three and Cormac can, can go like three of seven, three of eight, whatever, they can just hit – they can shoot 41 to 42% from the field compared to six for 28. I like UNC's chances. The other thing that has to be cleaned up after the Georgia Tech game, it was great up until the Georgia Tech game. We can't we can't give up so many offensive rebounds, man. The the amount of second chance opportunities that Georgia Tech got. I like Armando has to be that 15 rebound guy this game. Like you said, Riley, he's got to be 2022 Mondo. He's got to get 15 boards. I mean, Ingram will help him, obviously, but that's that's the death trap, man. If you give up offensive rebounds and allow kickouts to guys like McCain, that's how you lose this game because he's not going to miss that many. So, you know, I, I think that the Cormac, Ingram, and Cadeau trio has to outplay the Proctor, McCain, Mitchell trio and – UNC can't give up offensive rebounds. I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah, somewhat similar to that. I mean, I, I think UNC will win. It needs – if it gets 15-plus points from Armando, I just think it needs him to get that threshold. I'm banking on uh, – I'm banking on RJ being able to get 20, 25-plus. Um, I think Ingram's going to chip in 10 to 15 as well. Um, but you need – yeah, you need easy buckets from Armando. And then at the same time, I think – Defense has to show up and play better ball, play better against ball screens than it did against Georgia Tech. That was Carolina went under a lot of screens against Georgia Tech, and that was really the the most we've seen a team exploit it since they've been on this winning streak. I think Carolina has been executing their no middle scheme pretty well over the past month and a half, two months, keeping teams out of the paint, forcing a lot of tough mid rangers, and contesting three pointer three point shots as well. So if they defend like that then yeah, I th- you get the defensive efforts that we've seen kind of really the the at the start of conference play um, and a 15-plus point, point game from Armando, I think UNC wins. I will say, even with Armando, last year he did average 
Um, I was just looking at it. I think like 14 and 10 against us. Um, he had the first game, he had 17 and 11. Second game, he had 14 and 10. I mean, I don't think it necessarily his production always guarantees um, results in wins in, in this type of game for against Duke and UNC, especially because I feel like more shots for him probably takes away RJ's, uh, RJ's shots as well. Um, but I don't know. I just don't see a dominant game for Armando Baycott resulting, always resulting in a USC win. Yeah, see, I'm much less like, I'll be honest, I don't really care if he only scores eight points. I think if he gets 15 to 16 rebounds, he probably did what he needed to do. But, I mean, gosh, he's had so many single-digit rebound games this year. It's honestly very concerning. Like, it's it's a little sad. I mean, but it's – it's going to be interesting. Uh, coming off a loss, I'm actually, you know, I'm not relieved, but it would have really sucked to be 10-0 in conference play going into this and take your first conference loss to Duke. So, at least that's uh, at least that's I, I, I hate I, I hate that for one reason, because if you lose this game, you lose full control of the ACC, basically. It's, it's in Duke's hands at that point. Agree, but now you have that on top of it being the rivalry. I mean, we're, we're going to know a lot about UNC after this game because in the past, losses like that Georgia Tech loss have resulted in the snowball effect of losing three out of five. Um, I think this team is a little more tough-minded and physical than teams of the past, so I'm not as worried about that. But, you know, you go in, you, you lose this game to Duke, and uh, then it does get concerning because – now all of a sudden, who's gonna who's who's gonna win and control their destiny? Like it's it's tough, especially when we have to end at Cameron. Not good looks. Mm. 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 You need another sweep this year. Uh, let's let's switch to the Duke side. Russ, start us yeah. off, man. Duke will win if. Yeah, I mean, uh, look in. Uh... In conference play, uh, UNC has 95th percentile offensive rebounding rate, and Duke in conference play defensively 98th percentile in preventing offensive rebounds. I mean, that's so huge. You can't give UNC second chances. So if UNC, if Duke can prevent UNC from getting too many second chances, that makes things much, much easier. Uh, we also can't let UNC get hot. I mean, Duke has been allowing teams to shoot 38.6% above the break on threes uh, in conference play. That is one percentile. That is first percentile in a, in the country. That is very bad. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's not like UNC has been shooting great above the break either. They shoot 30.9% in conference play above the break. Are they going to make their threes at home? Uh, you know, time will tell. Generally this season, they have tended to. If they're making threes... That makes our job much, much harder. And then as I brought up earlier, the foul situation, right? Uh, if the whistle is very friendly towards UNC, uh, which again, it's at home, it's reasonable to expect that UNC will get um, you know, a favorable whistle in the same way that Duke will get a favorable whistle when it is in Cameron. Uh, if those fouls go against Flip or Mitchell early, that's going to be really hard to deal with. So those are the key. Can we keep Flip and Mitchell on the floor Will UNC miss their threes, and can Duke keep UNC human on the offensive glass? Go ahead, Ryan. What you got? 
Yeah, uh, somebody just commented it. Uh, it. How Duke finishes the, I think the first or the last few minutes of each half are going to be huge because Duke hasn't done a good job of either uh, of finishing in either of those halves <clears throat> this season. I think the other big thing is how Duke shoots from three. They've been the last uh, five games, I believe, they're shooting over 40 or around 45% from three, which is huge. And I know UNC's big thing has been how bad teams shoot against them. And I know on the Duke side, I see it a lot on Twitter and uh, people are like, oh, man, everybody sucks at shooting when it comes to playing against UNC and they hit everything against Duke. Well, it's not really the case. Like uh, defensive ability is is a factor in that. So I think that'll be an interesting dynamic to see how Duke handles that and how well they can shoot on the road against a team that's defended the three ball <clears throat> um, pretty well just, uh, for this season so far. Um, and then again, I said it before, Flip getting into foul trouble would just be killer for this team. Um, but I, I am expecting a big game from Roach. Um, I think Proctor's kind of got a chip on his shoulder as well. So um, especially when we put that clip out of Riley later uh, tomorrow. And uh, yeah, so I, I think the biggest thing is is how we finish halves because we've been doing done a poor job of that, at, at, especially recently. Um, and then just how we shoot from three because we've been doing a really good job at that. And uh, UNC has been very good defensively when it comes to defending the three. So those are my two big things. That, that is a good idea. I will absolutely be tweeting that clip, clip of Riley. I will be tagging Tyrese Proctor. This is how USC fans <laughs> feel about you. Uh, but, yeah, I think you hey, guys he doesn't, much, he doesn't need me for extra motivation. It's UNC Duke. Hey, what I learned two years ago is that these guys be watching Twitter and they be holding it against you. Just ask Armando <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they DM you and say it was your fault. Just ask Armando Baycott. Uh, but I what think, could Armando I think, have to see on your Twitter after your proud rant of the fact that you don't tweet about UNC? No, but I used. To, I think I used to tweet. I used to tweet about UNC a little bit more. Oh come on, Zion! You, <laughs> I used to tweet about UNC a little up. more. Not, not of late. Back then, two years ago, I was probably tweeting about I was tweeting about Baycott because I had an agenda against Baycott. Oh Baycott, God! I won't do it though. I won't do it until after because he can't come back to Duke. He's he's uh, UNC. He's about twenty five years old at this point. He needs to you know find an occupation. But I respect it. Uh, but I think I think you guys hit it on the head. Um, pretty much. I think I think shooting has to be big for us. Um, and I think it's just limiting. Biggest thing is limiting the role players. Um, RJ's going to get his, although I still think we'll do a good job of containing him, at least in terms of his efficiency. Um, don't let don't let Harrison Ingram get off for one. Don't let Armando Baycott put up a 20-point 20 point, 20 point ball. I think what's, if you limit the role players around RJ Davis, you're going to have a good shot to win. And, you know, obviously Flip needs to stay out of foul trouble. Um, Flip had a big game last year. Um at, at UNC, I think it was like 22 and 15 or something. Um, so, you know, I expect Flip to come out and send a message. Uh, I think he, he'll show up in these games, even though we haven't seen that, you know, consistently. Um, but, yeah, I think I think you guys pretty much hit it on the head. Me personally, I'm going Duke. 60, I'll go 68, 62 Duke. Um, Low scoring. The, Jesus. Yeah, I don't. I don't think off. I don't think the offensive firepower is enough for us to be in the eighties. Um, you know, although I think we're a good shooting team, there's not that. There's no go-to dominant scorer. Even RJ, uh, he's been great this year, but it's no, it's no Paolo Bancaro. Um, but yeah, what y'all got? What what you guys got on the 
um, scoreboard. He must have thought he was predicting the NC State and uh, Virginia game. 68-62 is wild. Um, Bro, the, the, but that goes to – it goes back to my point where the the rivalry just doesn't matter. The game but is you I don't. Th- I the can't see a world where UNC only scores sixty-two at home. Like, there's a greater chance. Like, UNC could shoot thirty free throws this game. <laughs> That's definitely true. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say. See, I'm in a bind here because, you know, obviously I would not expect you guys to tap into the UNC podcast, but you see, there's a thing where I'm simply not allowed to pick UNC to win games anymore, because every time I do. It doesn't work out well. So, I mean, yep, I, I don't. I, pick Duke, JK. Keep the streak going. I, I have to. I, I have to pick Duke for the sake of superstition. We should end okay? the show now. I don't think we got to talk. Well, to I, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. <laughs> Russell got the same thing with betting as well. Right. Jake. Russell was willing to sacrifice his house. For <laughs> he's done a great job of it. Times. Several times. That's why Russell, you need to go crazy at home. You feel my pain. It's hard, man, because you don't want to pick against your guys, but you also you feel like a jinx. Yeah, it's I, no. I mean, everybody has been in my mentions for the last week, telling me exactly what I need to say. Uh, so I have to. So I have to say it. Put your mortgage. No, no, no. Put no. your mortgage. Have some on respect you for yourself. Put oh, your right, mortgage. Right, right. Well, you all that nonsense aside. aside. All that no. nonsense aside, <laughs> jinxing, you believe in jinxes, whatever, maybe. Duke wins 79-77, and it's actually going to be uh, like an 8-10 to 10 point game coming down the stretch, and Duke doesn't know how to hit free throws, so UNC is going to have a chance to tie or win at the end, and uh, R.J. Davis is going to brick one, or Proctor is going to block it, and that's how the game is going to end. 79-77, Duke wins. 79 be high. Yo, y'all, y'all think highly of these. Well, I'm not thinking highly of Duke's offense in these high pressure games. I just put 10 more points up than, and, and I guess the 62. That 62 is low for you. <laughs> UNC to yeah, they scored 57 last year, man. 62 is insane. Last wow. year's team was last year's team got swept by Pitt. That's all you need but to I'm know. I'm telling like, you, this is not last, last year's team. Your bro. last year's team had the offensive firepower to score at 85 points. They weren't good. They had the firepower to score. I'm telling you, these games, they get tight early. They get tight. It's sloppy. It's ugly basketball. When they start to turn it on, it's the last four minutes of the game. And I see that happening. If it's less than 70, I'll be stunned. Yeah. I love listen, it, though. I would listen, take it. Zion, I'll, we, let, I'll, I'll just go out and say this. Zion, if UNC scores 62 points, I will wear a Duke piece of memorabilia of your choice for two whole days. I don't care days. about that. That don't do nothing for me. Give me a better <laughs> bet. I don't care. <laughs> I always try to rope Zion into fun stuff like that, and he never bites. He never, he never <laughs> if, if your bet doesn't actually make my day better, it's not doing anything for me. <laughs> I feel What's, it. What, um, um, God, Riley, make your prediction so I can. I think UNC wins 78-72. Oh, wait, that's only 10 points. That's literally Zion's prediction plus 10 points swapped. Well, it gives you 16 extra points, but yeah. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, also, isn't Ken Palm 79 to 73 UNC right now? That's very, <laughs> that's startlingly oh, wow. close to the All right, game. fine. 82 75 then. <laughs> I'll change it. Oh, God. See, I need to hear what, what, mm. you know what? I, I, I'll, 
I'll break my streak, man. I have to. I can't possibly pick Duke to win on this podcast. That would just be must, must be shameful, bro. Absolutely <laughs> shameful. I mean, it, it would be. They said, "Hey, hey, if UNC loses, they're gonna come for his ass, and everybody's gonna be super happy with me." So, by all means, by all. Hey, means. oh man, can cannot cannot counterbalance the Russell Jinx is the question. Respect Riley, yourself. I, I need I need my co-host. Uh, direction here. I'm going to tell do? you not to respect yourself and stick with your Duke oh, pick. Respect All yourself. right, I'll stick with also I'll race stick with my Duke pick. I'm, I'm beef with me, super man. hot fire. I'm about to hit the psych. I'm not picking UNC to win. Um, Duke, uh, 81, UNC, 78. That's my pick. I I do think the game will more likely be in the 60s than it'll be 80s, bro. I don't know why I think so hot. Uh, we're gonna revisit this. We'll, we'll revisit this. Great. What else? We got Riley. Oh, Riley didn't pick a score. No, I oh, said Riley I said eighty-two seventy-five. Yeah, oh, okay, he, okay. He, he went with the so, Ken Palm score to start, but oh, that's true. That's <laughs> I called true. out on I'm his. Yeah. Out, I was not I'm looking good. at the Ken Palm page. <laughs> you you got to realize I'm trying to produce while also be on this, so you know I don't. I, sometimes I'll be tuning out. <laughs> we could tell when you said sixty-two points. Nah, man, I'm still I'm still standing by that. I am standing by that. Either way, it doesn't matter to me. Duke is gonna win this game, and you know it's gonna reverse the narrative this season that uh, the Tar Heels are the the cream of the crop in the ACC, um, and eventually, you know, we'll get that sweeping camera. But any last words from the UNC crew? Hey, well, I have some last words because we didn't do my. Uh... My question, so I'm gonna ask it. Oh, what's the what's the the number? How much bread would it take if you were at Duke? What would the money have to be like for you to transfer to UNC? And that's your only option. They're the only school calling, but they're offering you whatever you want. You you lead the way. How much would it take for you to uh, transfer to Duke? Oh, see, listen. I'm not an idiot. I understand the value of money, okay? I can put money <laughs> above my morals at times. And I'm going to say a cool 100 M's and and we're we're out. I'm set for life. I don't care. UNC fans can hate me. I'm going to be chilling. The, the the flaw in this question is that you would take you said 100 million dollars? Absolutely. So if somebody offered you 99 million, you wouldn't take it. Oh yeah, I mean of course, like in that ballpark, you know what I'm saying? Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be stuck on a hard number here. But yeah. I think, I think some people get a little caught up in the in the morality of it. But like, let's just be real here, man. We start talking double and triple digit M's. I think all of us are are probably peeling oh, out. Yeah, I mean, there, I have, I know Duke fans who went to UNC and are like, oh, I'm still a Duke fan. I, I don't judge, but like. You got to do what you got to do in your life. And if you're going to toss money at me, well, then, I mean, come on now. I mean, as a guy who didn't even apply to get into Duke because I'm a, I'm a realist, so it's like you're not even talking. It's, I don't know. You know that. I don't need a lot of money to go sit in a couple classes that they'll probably just give me an A4 anyways, right? Oh, now. wait, wait, wait. This this is just like going to the school. That's what I heard it as. Transferring from Duke to UNC, or yeah, like you're a hooper, like you're a hooper, and you're okay. You're you're about to get absolutely like slandered. Jay Will question. Yeah, when you when you step into into Cameron and you transfer to UNC, you're going to get absolutely slandered. They're going to add two more chants to their chant list of teams. 
I'll just transfer to uh, North Carolina Central. Not an option. (laughs) (laughs) I'm dropping out. I'm going overseas. I mean, it would kind of be cool to be. What it got to be the first one. You'd be the first one to do it, right? Yeah, you'd be one of a kind. I don't know. You'd have both. Some on each side hate you. Some on each side love you. Like I don't. be kind of cool right be the first one to, to do it and just see how i mean i, I still it's going to take a, a a decent penny but like i don't know i <laughs> i don't know if i can put a number on it hey man that that no i plead the fifth on that one i'm not getting clipped on that and then i called out jay williams for the same thing no thank you <laughs> um <laughs> i'm not i'm not a hypocrite <laughs> I am refusing to participate <laughs> I, I appreciate definitely appreciate you guys for uh doing this with us shout out to um the roof the, the pot is the roof that's right right yes <laughs> shout yeah, out so mj not, what a king no nah, not shout out mj shout out to riley and jk um definitely go subscribe if you are a unc fan watching this um, if you are a Duke fan or a UNC fan that loves to keep up with Duke, subscribe to the Crazy Cast. Obviously, Apple, wherever you can find your podcast. Obviously, um, subscribe here on YouTube. Like this video. Um, I know us as a group, the Duke fans, for the Duke fans, we will be back Saturday. Hopefully, we have a special guest with us post game after a Duke win in Carolina. Um, so, you know, just pray for that. Pray for that. But home we appreciate field, y'all. Crazy, crazy, C-R-A-C-I-E. Buy that merch on home field tomorrow. Yes, get that home field. If you're a UNC fan, you could use that code too. Use yes. the crazy code. 15%. You can get some cardio good. Come on now. It's, it's, that's that's what the rivalry is about. Uh, but we, we appreciate y'all. Hopefully we'll do this maybe, maybe again, part two uh, before Cameron. Hey. I'm with it, man. Yeah, never, never duck and smoke, like my boy Giannis said to Pat Bev. Oh man, now we get Giannis quotes. <laughs> hey, I'm Greek, man. I gotta look yeah. out for my. Oh, people. that's fair. That's fair. Even though Giannis is not doing, <laughs> but let me not start. Uh, appreciate y'all for tuning in. We'll see y'all later. Go Duke. Go Duke. Go Duke. Go Heels. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.